morning. Once more, we're going to walk this morning by sitting in my study in our jointed chairs near the window and close to the stove. We're not going to walk outside this morning for the temperature is 15 degrees and it's snowing. This is a very good place to take our walk. Perhaps you'd like a hot chocolate or a coffee as we chat together. I'm rather tired of hearing about this snowstorm, perhaps blizzard. Here as New Englanders, we know we're going to have snow by the gray sky, the hazy circle around the moon, and we can recall the words of Snowstorm by John Greenleaf Whittier. The sun that brief December days rose cheerless over hills of gray, and darkly circled gave at noon a sadder light than waning moon. We New Englanders do not need to hear the weather forecasters tell us repeatedly about the coming storm days before it comes. We hear about the track it's going to take, where it will strike the hardest, how the tides will flood the land, and how it will dump up to two feet of snow. No, we New Englanders will watch the sky, the temperature, and we will stay off the roads and wait and see what the day will bring. So you and I will simply hunker down here in my study and watch the storm from inside a warm home looking out a window. Years and years ago, when I was in college, several of my college friends came with me to spend a day at my father's farm. It was winter. It was a day not unlike this one. The day was cold. Snow flurries clouded our way down into the valley where the farmhouse was located. The road down was icy and difficult to negotiate. We knew that when we were to leave to go home that we'd have to make our hasty run up that hill with our automobiles. But as of now, we had just arrived. I think there were about eight or ten of us present that day. We entered the farmhouse. It was frigid cold. The first thing that we did was to light a fire in a large fireplace in the dining room. And we circled the chairs that we had around that fireplace to keep warm. Outside, the wind was whistling, making some of the shingles on that old farmhouse sing. The farmhouse uninsulated sometimes allowed small snowflakes to sift their way through the walls. That's right, even when you were in bed sometimes. We let the wind outside chatter and blow, and then one of our college mates began to tell us a story. And it was a perfect time to tell a story. And he told us it was a confession, and that we must never, ever tell the story to someone else. Above all others in our group, we respected and honored that storyteller. He was a person of strong moral character and was and had a strong religious background, as did most of us gathered before that fireplace. As this took place so many years ago, my memory is somewhat vague, but his tale was one that was of a supernatural nature, a tale of an event that he said he had undergone in Pennsylvania. It was a ghost story 
that he swore before us was absolutely true. He told us there was an unseen being that could be felt but not visually seen. He spoke of how he grappled with this figure, how he fought with this figure. And after he had overcome it and had in essence destroyed it and killed it, he sought to make a plaster mold of it. And then he came home. He spoke in serious tones of how he had buried that creature and how he had also hidden the plaster cast of the unseen nature. The wind whistled around the farmhouse. The fire reflected upon our believing faces. We were entranced and mesmerized. We questioned the storyteller over and over, and he swore before us all that was holy he had spoken the truth. My best friend beside me asked him many questions, asking him to bring him to the place where this had happened and to let him further investigate this surreal happening. As the sun was setting, we got into our cars and left the cold farmhouse as we raced up the icy hill on our way home. And I, I remember being so taken by the story that I reached my arm behind the car seat, half expecting to touch an invisible creature. All of us left that day with questions about the story, but we so honored the tale teller that we tried to figure out what really happened to him. Indeed, I know at that time I often would say, well, would you swear to the truth of the Bible? My best friend wanted to create an expedition to solve the mystery we had been told. And upon thinking the story over, I concluded that our friend must have taken the life of someone and was clearing his conscience now by telling his fantastic story as a surreal tale. Now, you may be thinking, how could we believe such a story? But you were not there. You were not sitting in that cold farmhouse with it snowing outside before that mysterious flickering fire. You were not there to feel the isolation, to hear the raging wind shaking that home. You did not know of the great respect our small group felt for each other, and especially for our leader, the storyteller. This is the very kind of day today, sitting here in my study, that surrounded us that day. Only it was cold, and we were around a fire. We were not fools, so we thought. But we were to learn in the next month that we were. The person who told the story was lying to us. In fact, he had written a paper about we, his friends, and how we had been so gullible and foolish to believe him. He described each one of us and our reaction to his story, but he forgot to tell one thing, one very important thing. He had betrayed us, and he had sworn to us, 
he was telling the truth. We believed his story because we believed in him. And he did indeed teach us all a very valuable lesson. You see, the college we attended together was Tufts University. It was a somewhat skeptical college, to tell you the truth. It emphasized seeking the truth and how to discern the truth in a world that is not always truthful. We were taught there to question the background of the person who was known as an authority. We were taught to question who was speaking and to ask the question, were they really qualified to speak in that specific field? Was their opinion objective or was it subjective? But perhaps we were not taught to question the people we respected and loved the most, that from them we accepted something as truth. We learned that lesson at that farmhouse so many years ago, and I believe we learned how important it is to remain true to yourself and to others. I believe we learned how important it is to be honest, especially with those you love the very most. Our storyteller was a liar. Now, I wish to speak of a storyteller unlike the one that we have just witnessed. The storyteller I would speak of is the most wondrous storyteller that has ever lived. He is a storyteller you can believe and a storyteller you can trust. This is a storyteller who will change your life and make your life one of full of meaning and a purpose. Who is this storyteller of whom I speak? The one that always speaks with wisdom and trust? Well, you see, he knocks at the door of my study now and he asks to join us by the fire. And if we open the door and let him in our hearts, we'll be filled with joy and fulfillment. For the storyteller, you see, is Jesus of Nazareth, our Savior. Just listen to the stories he tells. He informs us of how we can find happiness if we love even those who hate us. He tells us not to worry about tomorrow, for God watches over us as he watches over the tiniest of sparrows. He tells the story of how one can be unhappy with riches, but blessed if one seeks to be a good and honest person, even if they are poor. If I have a question about my life and my future, I can turn to this storyteller, to the Lord in prayer, and know I will receive the correct answer. Jesus lives by what he teaches, even unto the cross. He could have escaped his crucifixion, you know, if only he would say his stories had been lies, that his life had not been an example for us all. But you see, he would not do that, because he spoke the truth. Our Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to his stories Take them into your heart, for his stories are truth. And not only that, he will never forsake or betray you. I learned at that farmhouse so many years ago that I needed to find a storyteller who was always truthful. And I found him. 
and I sought to serve that storyteller for over 60 years, and he's never let me down. So come, take my hand, let us serve him together, the truthful storyteller, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And until next week, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from the other. Amen.